0: Hey, Luke and Jimmy, nice to meet you all. It's fun to have you on for this crossover episode. And first of all, you know, we'll talk a little. I got to ask you all a little bit about football here, and just kind of the weird dynamic I feel like that there is between the East and the West in this conference currently. But obviously, we got to start basketball here with Bama hosting Missouri tomorrow, Saturday, as we record this here on Friday. How are you guys feeling about the Nate Oates era so far? Obviously, a huge win for you all against Auburn
1: well Jimmy I'll start um you know we've been pretty jaded I would say about basketball here in the last 10-15 years where we feel like we've turned a corner and we never really turn the corner I mean we're right at the corner but we never get to turn it and I think this win the other night we all saw something different now you have some recency bias and you believe maybe that this win is, is bigger than it is or whatever. But Jimmy made a great point on our podcast the other day, and, and I thought it was very well put, when he said this was a market correction for both Alabama and Auburn. Um, Auburn was 15-0, and 0, but it was kind of fool's gold and Alabama was 8-7, and seven, and it's kind of the same thing. I think Auburn was a little worse than what 15-0 and would normally tell you, and Alabama's a little better than what 8-7 and seven would normally tell you. A lot of that is based on the schedule. Um, I think, though, and Jimmy can speak more to this, that we are seeing some real progress this time. In the past, uh, under Avery Johnson, for example, we could see where – Colin Sexton was really good and he could carry a team by himself. I mean, for the love of God, he one time almost won a game against Minnesota playing three on five. Um, so he was just an incredible player. So anybody could roll a basketball out there and make Collins and and win with Colin Sexton. But with this particular team, Kyra Lewis is really good and Kyra Lewis is very fast. and, And John Petty is beginning to hit his stride in terms of a shooter. Um, but we don't have a Colin Sexton, I don't think, on this team. So it was a little bit tougher deal to get this team gelling. And it took some time. Um the very Missouri people may not know this, but the first game against Penn, Alabama loses. We're down one and our best free throw shooter on the team and, and best leader, best player really in Kyra Lewis, goes to the line to shoot two. All he has to do is make one to tie or two to win. He misses them both, which is very uncharacteristic. Um and so this team has certainly come a long way from that time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, Luke's exactly right about turning the corner. It's it, it felt like forever. I mean, he said 10 years. It's really more like 15 years. It's been a very frustrating period for Alabama basketball where where the program was never truly awful. It wasn't like there were 3-13 and 13 or 3-15 and 15 seasons in the league. Uh, Alabama was pretty competitive throughout the entire 15 years. Pretty good, capable of beating almost anyone on the schedule most years. And but then ending the season perpetually on the other side of the bubble. It was always like one game short of the NCAA tournament, two game, two wins short of the NCAA tournament, and and, and perpetually off to the NIT uh, year after year. And then once every five years, once every six years make the NCAA tournament and and, and lose quickly. It felt like Alabama was sort of stuck in neutral under the last two to three coaches where there, it was never really bad, but it was never really good. And uh, Alabama has a big budget uh, in the SEC, nice facilities. There is definitely a financial commitment there, John. Uh, And, and it's like, when can we win big? When When is the program going to start winning 20 games and advance in the tournament? Because the commitment is there. The right. willingness is there. These coaches weren't. I mean, Avery Johnson was an NBA coach of the year. Anthony Grant was, at the time Alabama hired him, the hottest coach out there. Now he's doing really well at Dayton. It wasn't like Alabama sure. wasn't trying. Alabama was always close. Now under Nate Oates. There has been a completely different change in terms of style. Alabama's never played, never played this style of basketball where it is fast. It is up-tempo. It is a commitment to full-floor offense. Alabama's constantly in transition on offense and transitions off rebounds. So it's different. It's more fun to watch. But ultimately, where Missouri and other teams can take advantage of Alabama right now is this team wasn't exactly recruited by Nate Oates to play this style. He, he inherited most of the players on this team, so there's a little bit of a, of a you know round peg in a, you know in, in a square hole with, with some of the roster because it's a completely different style from from Avery Johnson, and uh, so there's some some rough patches, uh, but. Pretty talented team, and uh, don't be fooled by the 9-7 and seven record. Alabama's better than that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree just based on what I've seen. Number one, I watched a decent bit of that Auburn game, and really what stood out to me, you said – a bit of a square peg and a round hole roster. I actually thought, you know, not too bad for Ode style. A decent bit of good guards beyond just Lewis. I mean, I I, I kind of liked the, the mix that they have. Not a great three-point shooting team necessarily, but yeah, like you say, they're very much a modern style up-tempo. Maybe like a, you could say, Houston Rockets style almost. Maybe not that extreme, but certainly they get most of their points. Three-point line free throws and then close to the basket and then defensively they want to force you into 15 footers mid-range shots right that's, I think exa- that's,
2: that's exactly right yeah that's, that's
0: right yeah well you know and, and just from the outside looking in i think you guys are are pretty close on about alabama too i i think really they've They've always had pretty good athletes. It's not like they've had poor recruiting or anything. I mean, there are plenty of guys in that state, in that area, the surrounding areas that can play basketball. It just always felt like, again, under Avery Johnson and to Grant, with Grant to some extent, their offense just stagnated. But now, like you say, previous, previous season under Avery, one seventeen in adjusted tempo they're up to third now. that's quite a change in well, and the offense shows it too hundred and third in offense now 39th in adjusted offense pretty impressive, yeah, here's the
1: other thing you you bring up recruiting in the state of alabama um I, this this state isn't necessarily known as a, as much of a high school basketball hotbed as it is football, but just think about if Alabama hadn't been able to keep guys like uh, Demarcus Cousins, or Eric Bledsoe, or even a uh, Damari Carroll, who I think started out at Missouri and then transferred to UAB, or, or vice versa. I well, guess. actually, I think
0: Remember he it? well, he ended, I think he started off at Vanderbilt and then he finished his last two years at Missouri. But yeah, you were right; That's he right. was a no, Missouri guy.
1: <clears throat> um, I knew he was at Missouri at some point. Um, but uh, you know, if Alabama been, and KT Harrell—I don't know if I said him earlier—I mean, if Alabama had been able to keep guys like that. Um, how much better they'd be. I mean, yes, Alabama has recruited okay. And um, I would say most of our guys are in the neighborhood of the top 50 to 150 range instead of the top 50 range. And the problem with college basketball is, I mean, you know, Kentucky and Duke and, and Michigan – have sort of a monopoly in in Ohio State. They have the monopoly on getting all the big-time five-stars. And so when Kentucky comes and calls on Eric Bledsoe and calls on DeMarcus Cousins, well, that's where they're going. Um, So it would be great to have a coach that can convince a couple of these guys to stay home. We did a good job with keeping uh, John Petty and getting Kyra Lewis. Uh, Both of those were ranked five-stars by most services. Um, but I would not necessarily put them in the category, and I got to watch them a lot up close and personal. I would not put either one of those guys in the category of Bledsoe or Demarcus Cousins for sure. Um, but you know, recruiting is is going really well, and if Alabama can can build a program on some solid guys who can who can come together in terms of chemistry i think you could have a situation kind of like auburn does i mean auburn it took them a while to build something and now that they do they're getting some isaac Okoro's and sharif coopers and and once you can do that then you can certainly make some big waves
0: yeah that actually sounds familiar to what a lot of missouri fans have been wanting and hoping for many years you know obviously st louis is a big one you know bradley beal Otto Porter, who is from Sykeston, Missouri, you know, David Lee several years ago, Tyler Hansbrough from from Poplar Bluff. I mean, there's just been a ton of Missouri guys over the years that have been productive players. Jason Tatum with the Celtics now that have been really, really good NBA players that Missouri hasn't been able to lock down. So yeah, it's interesting to hear you guys sort of (laughs) maybe have a similar complaint or thought down in Alabama.
2: Yeah, and and uh, I think Missouri basketball has certainly had its uh, its periods of great success, really. Uh, but building a consistent winner, uh, it has been really tough outside of the traditional blue blood programs and, and the one and done era and the transfer epidemic era. It's been very difficult uh, to get your footing and and, and keep keep it up. Uh, Alabama has had some some really good teams. Uh, there, there was an elite eight run earlier this this century, uh, but but just being good year after year after year. It's, it's been tough to maintain a roster, and uh, and again, it's not like uh, when when people ask, "Gosh, where's Alabama basketball been?" Uh, Alabama basketball's been on the bubble, often on the other side of it, but uh, but but basically just perpetually nine and nine in the league, perpetually you know maybe eight wins, maybe ten wins uh but uh it it would be nice to break through with the with the 14 win conference season and then and then have double digit conference wins three four five years in a row that that is what has escaped alabama and that's what alabama hopes they have in nate Oates, who who does run the the modern uh up-tempo offense uh he has a unique uh personality he's as we say around here in the south he's not from here uh he's he's from uh you know he spent a lot of his uh, his early part of his career in Min- uh, in uh, Michigan and then uh, and then coached in Buffalo uh, you know and had tremendous success up there so he he's not from here but uh, generally right now uh, everyone likes him and hey when you beat an undefeated Auburn team, uh, everyone in Tuscaloosa really likes him right now.
0: Well since you said you guys say he's not from here I gotta ask you since you brought that up, Even after Missouri just completed its eighth football season this past 2019 campaign, does it still feel like to all all y'all down in Alabama that maybe we're still not from here as far as the conference goes? Because my goodness, we, we haven't played since the 2014 SEC championship game, right? No, that's
1: that's, good. I was going to say this earlier. Or, no, wait, I'm Um,
0: I'm wrong. We played last year in Tuscaloosa in 2018. My fault. But again, it just seems it's so infrequent, you almost forget that we're in the same conference.
1: No, I I totally agree. In fact, that was one of the things I was going to mention uh, later on in the podcast. I had written down that um, it still kind of feels like Missouri's not really here. It's it's like um, I hate to put it this way, but it's kind of like a a cousin that came over for thanksgiving and and you turn around and it's two days the monday after and you're like oh my god they're still here and you know they're still part of the family but sometimes you forget about them and um i I don't mean that to be condescending because i'll tell you i enjoy having missouri in this conference and a&m as well well
0: you know Um, what if we showed up for every thanksgiving instead of every fourth or fifth thanksgiving i think we'd feel more like family that's the deal it's the rotational yeah, it, right. It's
2: the rotational. It's the rotational schedule. It's in football not seeing Missouri every year, but seeing Missouri, you know, once every four or five years. It's it's always going to stay that way, uh, and, and maybe Missouri can build to where they're more consistently in that SEC championship game, like they were year one and year sure. two, uh, and and then then you know, obviously it's different. But you know, basketball, I, I think is a, a different. What I was going to ask you, John, all along is. You know, the SEC doesn't have a great basketball reputation nationally like some other leagues, but, but Missouri, you've had experience now in two leagues. What would you say about Missouri's fit in the SEC basketball wise and, and compare it to, you know, the, the, the last few years in the Big Ten?
0: Well, it was the Big 12, but yeah, for sure. Although it was, to be fair to you, there was 10 teams in there, so it's the Big 12 minus (laughs) 2 plus 8. plus Yeah, no, there's a million different uh, concoctions of the conference there, so yeah, no problem whatsoever. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is, I'll just go back to football really quick and say, on the East side, since we do play these teams every year, it actually does start to feel like there are rivalries, that genuine rivalries that have developed, particularly, I think, with Tennessee and South Carolina. You've got the whole, oh, Columbia East and Columbia West thing and just some interesting close games over the years. Obviously, a pretty surprising history, I'd say, with Florida so far too has been interesting. And then, well, then you've got Georgia, who's the bully of the division that you always want to knock off. But again, so that part works for me. I I enjoy that part of the conference a lot. To be honest, when it comes to basketball, I'm still – trying to figure out who who I care about and who our rival is. You know, Kentucky's obviously not the rival. They're your Georgia. But then everybody else, other than Tennessee, I guess, who you still – there's the Conzo Martin thing a little bit. But other than that, I, I just don't know who I hate in this. Meanwhile, in the Big 12, the old Big 8, I hated all those teams because back in the 90s, you know, there was – Norm Stewart just would – had a way of getting a rise out of just about every coach in the conference, and that was just a really fun time that was not only great basketball, but just such an incredible group of coaches and personalities like Roy Williams, again, Norm Stewart, you're talking Billy Tubbs, Danny Knee, I mean, just a million names. And that's a tough thing to replicate, and that's one of those things that has me into college basketball today and you know there's just not that same feeling right now in general in college basketball so I don't know that that's the SEC's fault is what I'm trying to say
1: No I think you're right there um and here's the other thing Missouri being in the East is a bit of a problem uh I think that you would certainly develop more natural rivalries if you were in the West uh, however just because Missouri is so late to the conference game in terms of the SEC uh the only alternative to Missouri's being in the east would be to put Auburn in the East and that's just not gonna happen for a litany of reasons. Sure. I, I don't think. Um which I you know, if Auburn moves to the east, I- I'm personally okay with it. But I'm also would then say as an Alabama fan, okay, you're not our our last game of the year anymore. We're gonna we're gonna have you know, Tennessee's going to be our arch rival now, and we'll put Auburn on the rotation. I'd be fine with that uh, because I don't see how in the world you could have Alabama-Auburn in the Iron Bowl one week and then the very next week potentially Alabama-Auburn in the SEC title game. I don't like that at all. Um, but in terms of uh, Missouri, yeah, if they were in the West, I think things would be a little bit different. And also it's a bit about proximity. I mean, Texas A&M's got sort of the same problems as you guys, even though they – uh, they have a natural rivalry with LSU. They had already had somewhat of a, a history with them before they even got in the conference. And you guys can are trying to manufacture one with Arkansas. The problem is Arkansas is not holding up their end of the bargain. They've just been so bad that it's hard to say. You know, I mean, this is a game that CBS usually puts on Friday, yep. and the only reason people watch it is because it's everybody's betting on it. It's the only game in town at the moment um, because Arkansas I'm with you there. So bad. Um. But, you know, basketball-wise, it's it's funny you bring that up because I just did a, a small amount of research. Jimmy will attest, I do no research. I was told there would be no research for any of these podcasts.
2: Um, <laughs> That's true. That is true.
1: But, uh, you know, Missouri and Bama are a lot alike this particular year, both 9 and 7, obviously. Both of them have played really tough schedules to me. I mean, I didn't realize, you know, Missouri's played Xavier, Oklahoma, Butler, Illinois, Temple. They got at West Virginia coming up. Um, yeah,
0: people not, might bit, not realize but, how good Butler's been so far this year.
1: Oh, they, they were number 5 are really? weren't they? They just, they just lost to Seton Hall, right?
0: I think that's right. Yeah, I'd have to look, yeah. but yeah. they're way up there. I know um, that.
1: And here's something else that's weird. You're talking about trying to develop a rivalry, and you can talk about you know how Alabama and Missouri hadn't played much in, in football. You know, Alabama went there in 2012 and in the, a driving rainstorm, and Eddie Lacy scored on like the first play from scrimmage. I yeah, think, and there was um, a
0: like. Almost two-hour lightning delay in the second quarter, so that was a strange game in a lot of ways.
1: That's right. Really was. Um, But uh, so you can talk about how we've played so few times in football. We've only played 14 times in basketball, right, since 1950. Right. That's That's crazy. Considering how long y'all been there, that's not. That's not right. You know, we there's got to be a way to fix that. And if you want to develop some rivalries, you everybody's got to play each other a little bit more.
0: Honestly, what I would like to see, and I'm sure this is unrealistic, but I'd love to play everybody in the SEC twice. I realize that'd be 26 games, but who needs all these crap games against Charleston Southern and all this nonsense? As a season ticket holder, I'm just telling you, I'd like to see that versus all these sort of meaningless non-conference games to me, but I'm sure that's unrealistic.
1: Jimmy will, Jimmy can answer this too. But I think you say who needs them, and I'm I'm with you to an extent. But I, the people who need them are the Charleston Southern. No, you're right. And so if you. Yeah, and and I'm not a I'm not a small conference guy. I'm I'd, I'd be fine if the NCAA went to you know if we just had nothing but power five conferences. I don't I'm not a guy that pretends to want to see Boise State play in the national championship or see Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. I don't want to see that because I know that's just a team that got hot and didn't play anybody through the regular season and had to go through the rigors of everybody else. I don't like seeing that. I want to see the big boys play. So, but my point is, if we're going to have those schools and they're going to be a part of this thing, then I think you have to do that. And it's also good for Alabama and for Missouri to get some of those wins under their belt because if we play 26 conference games – I mean, the, everybody may be dead by the time we get to the NCAA tournament. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. I guess nine more would be a heck of a heck of a run with it. I have to admit, but you know, I guess the point remains. I don't know, eliminate the tournament, something. It just seems like the conference tournaments have lost a lot of juice too. But anyway, just getting back to this game, this particular game tomorrow, a little bit, if you don't mind. You know, what do you think? I mean, this is obviously a. a Alabama's biggest win of the year was just happened against Auburn. This a possible good spot for Mizzou for a letdown for the Tide. What do you think?
2: I think there is a, a natural letdown. This this was Alabama's biggest win, of course. Uh, you know, you can call it a, a Nate Oates signature win. You're only halfway through his first season, uh, but but it, it's definitely Alabama's biggest win. I wouldn't say myself it was Alabama's best performance, honestly. I I think Alabama played well. You have to, to beat a quality team like that, particularly, uh, you know, Alabama did play well in the second half, sure. I I just don't think it was Alabama's best performance. Uh, Alabama has shot the ball better in in some other games. But, yeah, there's probably going to be an emotional letdown of sorts. On the other hand, there's just some sort of renewed excitement, as we all know, Football sort of rules the day at Alabama. Basketball season doesn't really start at Alabama until football is completely over. Uh, and, 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 the con- and the conference season begins. With it being Alabama's biggest win, football's over. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a pretty packed Coleman Coliseum Saturday. More excitement than you might expect. Uh, and, and a bit of an emotional letdown for the team. But uh, I actually think Alabama's going to play well. I I think the bigger question for me is Missouri, who appears uh, – you can talk about this – appears to be coming off a two-game stretch where they play their best game of the year and then their worst game of the year back-to-back. I'm not sure what you get with Missouri right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. I've got to think the Florida game was an aberration. I I liked what we did offensively in that game, and then it just seemed immediately against Mississippi State we sort of reverted back. But again, Missouri's struggling right now because arguably their best player, one of their best players for sure, Jeremiah Tillman, certainly their biggest player, they're missing his presence a lot and just as much defensively, if anything, because while early in the year Missouri sort of graded out statistically as a borderline elite defensive club. I just saw some, some flaws, some chinks in the armor that I thought they were maybe just a good defensive team. Now without Tillman, maybe they're an average defensive team. They've really kind of regressed there. So honestly, I'm not feeling real confident. And w- so what that means is this is the typical game that a Konzo Martin team will grind out and find a way to win by one or something like because I don't see it coming at all and have no confidence with it seems like when they get down this team does fight I'll give them that
2: well he's a scrappy uh, scrappy defensive minded uh uh coach with a with a good reputation I know one thing for sure Alabama is certainly going to see a well coached team uh, Saturday in Missouri, uh, you know, Nate, Nate, Nate Oates, uh, Nate, Nate Oates, what, what's been impressive to us is just how quickly Alabama has adapted to a completely different style of play. Uh, and, and that start, that starts with the coaching. Let me tell you, he's committed to it. The first few games, it wasn't that pretty, right. <laughs> Alabama did. There were a few, it took a few games to adjust. There was, as Luke pointed out earlier, a loss to Penn, a loss at Rhode Island, Uh, I think if Alabama got to play those games again now, there might be a different result now that the team has just sort of finally adjusted to what uh, Nate wants them to do on both sides of the floor. But there will be two well-coached basketball teams uh, Saturday, and it will be a big crowd and uh, televised on the SEC network. uh, I think it will be an entertaining basketball game.
0: If you don't mind me asking, what happened when that game got away from Alabama against Florida about a week and a half ago?
1: um i I would say that it's just a team that at the time still had no idea how to close something like that out. Frankly, I think Alabama's closer to being the team that took a twenty one point lead than they are the team that blew the twenty one point lead uh, um The problem is they they gave up a run towards the end of the first half of it was either seven nothing or eight nothing that made it um reachable for florida and at that point you could just feel it i mean you could feel that here comes florida and it's going to be they're going to make a run early in the second half too and all alabama had to do was stymie that run with one bucket of their own or not give up a three right before the buzzer at the end of the first half and i think that they win that win that game and maybe win it handily so that's why we're all hoping that this win over auburn will help uh, solidify this team and, and and they can learn from that how to close out a contest because you could see the same thing beginning to happen. Auburn cut it to two with about 14 minutes to go um, the other night, and the, but Alabama was able to make another run and, and close it out. And So hopefully this team learned from that because, frankly, if they lose to Missouri at home on Saturday, the win against Auburn really doesn't mean much anymore.
0: Yep. No, that's that's a good way to look at it. You guys have anything you want to ask me about Missouri before we get out of here? Well,
2: well, uh, your uh, your leading score, um, and and and, do you think that Missouri's comfortable playing fast, and and, and will is Missouri the type of team that can play fast in a fast tempo, and, and the final score be something in the uh, in the high 80s or low 90s? Is that something that you can see Missouri being very comfortable with?
0: Uh, Absolutely not, to be quite honest. No, I I think what I want to see from Missouri offensively is not so much playing faster in terms of statistically, like more possessions, more fast break. I I don't expect them to play like Alabama. What I want to see is them to be – Just, you know, break when it's there, of course, and get the easy shots. But more just in the half court. I want to just see them be more in attack mode and get to their secondary driving offense more more quickly. Like, get that first pick-and-roll action. I think Drew Smith as a pick-and-roll ball handler, that's good offense right there. That's a good start. But then if that doesn't work, if it breaks down, what Missouri did against Florida is basically – all of their guards, including the ones who have been hesitant to do so for most of the season, actually put their heads down and got in the paint, and it worked. Now, obviously, Missouri hit over sixty percent of its threes; totally unsustainable. That's an obvious statement, but there was something there, and I'd just like to see them get back to it because I certainly didn't see it against Mississippi State. That was, ooh, that was that was rough.
1: Well, let's go back to football here for just a second. Um, what what is your what is your outlook for Missouri next year in terms of uh, competing for an SEC East title? Because you look around the SEC East, and Georgia's you know Jake Fromm's leaving, DeAndre Swift's leaving, uh, Andrew Thomas is leaving. They, they've lost a couple of other guys. Um, then they also they have to travel to Alabama next year, which you know, you got to feel like that's that helps Missouri where they don't have to go to Alabama or Auburn. Next year I don't think they play LSU even next year. So um that's got to be a positive and uh, you know do you how what's your outlook for next year with your new coach?
0: Well that's interesting. I, you know Eli Drinkwitz is a guy he's from App State. He's a guy that I was really excited for them to hire, actually, because I was wanting a sort of younger guy with upside, and apparently the university administration agreed with me on that point. And obviously Missouri, if you followed Missouri at all last season, you know their offense completely went in the tank about mid-season, and they really underachieved. I mean, most people expected them to be at least a top twenty. 25 team or so ended up six and six. But so I guess the hope would be that Drinkwitz can come in, juice that offense a little bit. But of course we're going to be breaking in another new quarterback. I mean, there's some interesting names in the room there. Freshman Connor Bazelak. He'll, he'll still be a freshman. He only played a few games, but he also tore his ACL against Arkansas. So he's probably not going to start Sean Robinson transfer from TCU. There's some other guys in there. Uh, there's, there's some optimism about Robinson for sure. But again, we're just not going to know. It's a totally new system, a system that Robinson or any of these quarterbacks have ever been in. So I, I, just think there's a lot of question marks there. I wouldn't say I'm expecting in any, by any stretch of the imagination that we're going to compete for the East next year. However, I'd just say drink wits long term. I like it. I think it's a good good shot to take. Maybe in these, maybe a little bit of a Nate Oates vibe, you know, a younger guy, forward thinking, but in the football field, of course.
2: Well, we'll, we'll, look, uh, we'll, look, we'll, look, we'll look forward to uh, just to seeing. You know, a lot of new coaches in the league. Obviously, adding Lane Kiffin, adding Mike Leach, Eli Drinkwitz, Sam Pittman. Uh, At Arkansas, so uh, SEC media day is they'll have to uh, have to hand out some name
0: tags. Yeah, you gotta love adding Mike Leach if you're in the media. That's for sure. Like, there's some Missouri fans who I'm sure were going, "Oh man, we could have had Mike Leach." And you know, I understand that. I certainly do. But you got to understand, Mike Leach never got Texas Tech, for instance, to the next level. You can complain. You know, I didn't expect it to happen in Washington State necessarily, but it's not as though. Texas has a worse recruiting base than Missouri. I understand they're out in (laughs) West Texas, but I'm just saying it's not as though Mike Leach is going to start suddenly bringing in the four- and five-star guys that maybe teams in the Deep South bring in that Missouri does not. I just don't think that was going to happen, number one. I think our recruiting is probably going to be what it is unless we just win for many years in a row. Yeah, he's and never faced SEC words. defense.
2: He's never faced a- SEC defenses every week. That, that, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be a new thing for Missouri. A- excellent defensive team uh, a, a year ago uh, themselves. Mike Leach has never been in a situation where he's had to play against an elite defense week after week after week. And
0: sure, and I, I he'll, think he'll,
2: he'll find out.
0: Yeah, I think apparently what Lured Leach is, well, he thinks maybe he can lure some better recruits being in the Deep South and Mississippi State. You know, Starkville, certainly not the sexiest place on the planet, but, I mean, they've gotten Dak Prescott. They've certainly got a lot of good NFL players, so maybe he's right. What do you guys think about that theory?
1: I'm going to tell you, I'm, I think that it's, it's uh, a hire that's 10 years too late. Okay. I um, ten years ago, when the SEC was all about defense, um, I think it would have been interesting and made them a little bit more fun, kind of Bobby Petrino esque, where they sling it around, but they give up some points. Um, but now, see, here's the thing: Alabama is more offensive oriented. Yeah. So is LSU. Yeah. Everybody is. So is Georgia. So, and while you're you're going to score some on Alabama and Georgia and LSU you're not going to score enough to keep up with their five-star talent that's flinging it all over the field. I mean, you know, good luck stopping Jalen Waddell anytime ever with a Mike Leach defense. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think that this 10 years ago this would have been a stellar hire. I actually think Missouri made the better hire here. I, th- I think Mike Leach is going to be fun in this conference, and and you know, fun for interviews, and he'll say some things about pirates and asteroids and whatever. But in terms of winning football games, I think Mississippi at bet- Mississippi State at best, will be, you know, seven and five ish.
0: Well, you heard it here, her. You heard it here first, folks. The locked on <laughs> Bama guys say. Missouri raid made the right hire. I love to hear that, yes. guys. So, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, we can get out of here on that one if you all would like. But you got sure. anything for me before we get out of here?
2: Uh, going to be a tight, uh, tight game Saturday. Two well-coached teams, two of the better coaches, uh, I think, in the SEC, which now features several uh, really good coaches. But it's going to be an enter- entertaining game. Alabama uh, coming off its uh, biggest win. Missouri coming off uh, a dispiriting loss. Uh, we'll see what happens Saturday, but it'll be fun. And it was, uh, it was good talking to you and, uh, sharing an audience with, uh, with Missouri, who's not just a cousin that shows up at the family reunions. Well, that's touching.
0: Thank you guys. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for that. Well, I'm feeling the love and hopefully we'll be able to do this more than uh, once a year. Right. That'd be great. I'll be be
1: down
0: with it, man. All right, cool. Well, Hey, thank you guys so much for coming on and I will talk to you guys again soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Appreciate you.